was nil all between England and Scotland. We heard some of the fans boo England off the turf uh, at Wembley. Gareth Southgate, England manager, on the support. Scotland had a huge following here. Um, our fans expect us to win. They expect us to play well. All I would say is this: there are a lot of young players, and um, it's fine if the if the public want to be critical of me as the manager. That's absolutely fine. But my job is to protect these players, and um, it's important that everybody gets behind the players because they uh, they'll respond to that. They're not used to. There's not many of them have played in a match like tonight with that sort of expectation in a major tournament. And although we know we need to be better, um, they also came through with another point, and we're a step. To and the views there of England manager Gareth Southgate. It finished nil all between England and Scotland at the Euros at Wembley. Tom Rennie, football commentator for Talk Sports and Sirius in the United States on their digital network, joining us now. Thanks, as always, for uh, making the time, Tom. Well, unfortunately, you can ask me about the England-Scotland game I've had to sit through, so it is a real favour, so there you go. <laughs> it was dreadful, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it, it really was a poor, poor game. I mean, you've got to say that Scotland played very, very well. Um, they are a victory over Croatia away from making the knockouts, and I, I would back them to get it. Uh, they're a good side. Steve Clark used to be West Ham's assistant man, so I know I'm reasonably well as a coach, and he's done a very, very good job to get Scotland to the, the European Championships. And the organisation at Wembley was fantastic. They didn't get overawed by the occasion. It's a massive occasion over here in London. A massive match. We've been building up to this for months and months and months. And so um, it's a game that everyone has been looking forward to. And I think England perhaps weren't at their best. And Scotland were. Billy Gilmore of Chelsea made his first start for Scotland in this game. I thought was fantastic. Uh, Lyndon Dykes up front. Scotland's very, very good. Shea Adams, who didn't start the first game, but did the second. Uh, I thought he was very, very good as well. So Scotland, all in all, were very good. So you've got to give them that. They came to England who are a better side, better individuals, who are at home, and they stopped everything England could possibly have done. They had a better plan, they were better organised, they were up for it more, and it showed in the end. So from their perspective, well done, kudos for England. Um, you know, there is a real hype machine in England. I'm sure it doesn't... Uh, it's something that happens in New Zealand as well, in terms of you know that England's press and England's media and England fans, they go from... You know, it's all doom and gloom. First kickoff of a tournament. We're going to win it. We're going to win it. <laughs> and then the first speed bump, it's all doom and gloom again. You know, it's a real roller coaster to get an English football fan. But tonight was poor. There's no escaping that. The organisation was poor. Individual performances were poor. Harry Kane was poor. Raheem Sterling was poor. I'm not sure anyone in the world can understand why Phil Foden, of all players, was substituted in the game. And, and in general... I think Southgate got it wrong, Clark got it right, and England have to get something now in the next game to try and win the group. Why does the England attack look so impotent? You've got these quality players. Phil Foden played well, obviously, before he came off, but Harry Kane was, was nowhere uh, you know, throughout the game. It, there was not a lot going forward. I think it was two shots to one, and that was in favour of Scotland. Why can't these quality attacking players uh, do it at international level? Is it down to the manager? Is it down to the formation? I think it's a fair analysis in terms of how, how impotent and how blunt they look going forward. Harry Kane looks off. I'm, I'm, I'm not quite sure why. I, I love Harry Kane. I think he's an outstanding footballer and a great goal scorer, but he's not getting involved in the game at all. Maybe it's because at Tottenham he's had to do everything for Spurs for a year. So poor have the players around him been. I don't know. 
who he's had to adapt his game so much he can't remember how to be a striker anymore. Raheem Sterling shouldn't be on the pitch. Simple as that. Uh, he scored the goal against Croatia, sure, but his overall performance, I thought, was poor, and his form for six months has been poor. He shouldn't be anywhere near the England team right now, and, and to have stayed on for 90 minutes left me a bit baffled. Phil Foden should have stayed on. He was the only man capable of carrying the ball up the field. Jack Grealish should have come on earlier. But I did know it in the game. It was a sodden, sodden Wembley pitch. It was, it's been horrible rain here. I'm, I'm, I'm sitting, uh, I've been at a friend's house uh, in West London. I'm sitting in a, in a car park currently, and it's torrential rain still. It's been just horrendous weather. And uh, I'm about maybe half a mile away from Wembley. And it's, it's tough to play in those conditions. What England should have done is try and cross the ball a bit. Harry Kane wasn't in the penalty area, but they've got Dominic Calvert-Lewin sitting on the bench, who, who's shown himself to be a real Duncan Ferguson-style battering ram, appropriate for a game against Scotland. But he never brought him on, and Marcus Rashford came on and sent the forward a position he struggled in for years and years and years, offered nothing. Gareth Southgate's changes brought England nothing. Not sure Calvin Phillips and Declan Rice were necessary in the same midfield in this game. They just got everything wrong, England. You add that to the fact it seemed like a bigger game for Scotland than England. Um, and all these things together, and it was just an off night all round. For the next game, I would... I mean, Jack Grealish has to start. Mason Mount has to start. Raheem Sterling must be dropped. And I think a draw would probably be... Well, it would be enough, a draw, to, to get them through to the knockouts. And maybe second place is a better place to be in terms of who you play in the next round. If you win the group, there's a chance you might get France or Germany or Portugal. So maybe you want to come second in the group <laughs> if you can. But... You've got to win the games you're in and beat the teams you're against. And I'd like to see um, Calvin Phillips replaced by a more offensive player in that number eight role. Tom Rennie with us uh, out of the UK football commentator. You, you mentioned, obviously, the optimism, the, the press at the start of uh, tournaments. Uh, we're two games in, Tom. You've mentioned, obviously, the, the, the draw this morning, the, the win over Croatia last week. What's your gut feeling? Is it coming home? No, no. I mean, you know, I've never thought it's coming home. I, I don't see, you know, it, it's always tough when you go by the bookies because it, it's a finite market. Who are you going to bet on? And most bookies, certainly that I go to, but most bookies in the world tend to have an English-leaning or English-speaking people's leaning um, preference. And so it's always like England is first favourite, second favourite. It's France, then England. It doesn't go like that. France are favourite. Belgium a second. The way they've played, Italy for me go up to third. Um, you'd then maybe put Germany in there, Portugal in there, and then maybe England in sixth or seventh spot. They haven't played well. The individuals are seemingly off form. And I'm not sure there's a secondary idea here. Um, Kieran Trippier and Harry Maguire, the heroes of the World Cup three years ago, they both aren't playing. Maguire injured, Trippier dropped. So I think we need to come up with some new ideas. And, and what those ideas are... Um, are going to require some bold, bold decisions from Gareth Southgate. But in short, no, I don't think it is going to come home. Um, and I, I, I'd be concerned right now about even going deep in the tournament. I'd be, sir, be concerned about making the quarterfinals if I was England. And that would be an, a monumental flop, considering that most of the games are at home. We heard the, the boos of the crowd. There was uh, a fair few of them at full time. Do you expect that will be reflected around the, the England population? And, and is that a sort of a fair summation of how the, the country sort of feels with the, the booing of some of those players as they came off the park? Well, look, the thing is with, you know, fans coming back is that fans and the mob, the mass, will have a say, whatever that say might be. And there's been a lot this week about 
you know, don't boo their anthem, don't boo our anthem, don't boo taking the knee, and wherever people might stand on that, the paying punters will do what they wish for whatever reason they want. And um, they, they have a voice that is something you must listen to and you have to listen to it. The mob matters, and the mob was not happy tonight. The England crowd, the paying punter, was not happy with what they saw. England expects not to win, but they don't expect to be utter dross against the old enemy for, for 90 minutes, and that's what we saw. I think it is reflective of anyone that watched it. You know, I'm, I'm still relatively supportive. You know, I, you know, I joke I don't think it's coming home. It's not going to come home. They're not good enough to win the tournament. I have always felt that. But they have my full support, and I've not really one to boo at full-time, but certainly at full-time, I just watched it with a, with a bunch of friends in, in a house quite near to Wembley, a bunch of football fans and a few journalists in there. And all of us after the game, we just thought, should we go home now? I guess it's worth staying out. You know, I've got the, the England hype mega mix ready to go on Spotify. Three Lions into Vindaloo. Bit of Terry Venables, England crazy. Party has started. Um, and we barely got through a few verses of Three Lions before we thought, you know what? I could beat the traffic here. <laughs> and I think that's going to be the prevailing attitude across the country. Tom Rennie, it's always a pleasure. Thank you very much for your time as always. No worries. Hopefully a win next week and we can be much more positive in the next chat. Elliot Smith on the DRS. News Talk ZB. Always enjoy chatting with uh, Tom Rendy out of TalkSport in the UK because he just gives that overarching view of how the England uh, spectators view their football team.